Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to week six, day five, Acts chapter 28, our last study in the book of Acts. This is the last chapter of Acts. If you've studied Luke and Acts together, we've come to the end of a look at how the good news of Jesus came into the world at Bethlehem and then went out into the world from Jerusalem. At the beginning of Acts, Acts chapter one, we read about the gospel going out from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and the remotest part of the earth. For Paul, one of those places to go out to from Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria was Rome because it was the center of governmental power in that day. He wanted to preach the gospel in Rome. He'd had a dream for all of his ministry of doing this, and God had confirmed this dream again and again that it was a dream of God and not just of Paul. And so he'd tried time and again to go to Rome, and he'd been prevented. It's not time yet. He'd been thrown in prison and eventually had appealed to Caesar, only to have to wait over two years in that process. And finally, on the trip to Rome, he faces shipwreck and possible death. They get off of the ship. They've been saved. Now he's almost there, and believe it or not, he has one more hurdle to face. Listen to what happens in Acts chapter 28, verses 1 to 3. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us an unusual kindness. They built a fire and they welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. Unbelievable. Paul has survived prison and murderous plots and shipwreck and now it looks like he's going to be killed at the end by an accidental bite from a small but very poisonous snake. Sometimes, this is an example, sometimes we face the big things, you face the big things, only right at the end to have it look like some small thing is going to trip you up. Well, Jesus is Lord of the big things, and he's also Lord of the small things. So listen to what happens in verses 4 to 6. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer. Though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Well, Paul wasn't a murderer, as they first supposed, and he obviously wasn't a god, as they supposed at the end. That's, by the way, what happens when you make circumstances your only guide. You get the craziest beliefs. No, Paul is just a man who's trusted in Jesus. And Paul passes this test like all the others. He is saved by God once again, even in this seeming detail of life, this little accident that could have happened, that could have taken his life. God is there too. And so then Paul, after being saved, actually meets and ministers to the governor of the island. After winter is passed, they set sail and they reach their destination. And so here it comes in verse 14, what Paul is waiting for all of his ministry verses 14 to 16, and so we came to Rome. The brothers there had heard that we were coming and they traveled as far as the Forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. And when we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. Paul gets to Rome and he's allowed, he's still in prison, but he lives in a house with a soldier to guard him. He has an open door to share the gospel. He's allowed to preach to the Jewish leaders who are in Rome with the same results that have happened everywhere else he went. 
Everywhere the gospel has been preached in the thousands of years since. Here's the result in verse 24. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. What does Paul do? He just keeps on preaching. And so we come to these last three verses in the book of Acts. Acts 29 to 31. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house, and he welcomed all who came to see him. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God, and he taught the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the end of the book of Acts. This is why, by the way, some people hate studying the book of Acts because they hate this ending. They feel like it just leaves you hanging. It doesn't tell you what happened to the Apostle Paul. Did they have a trial? Was he, was he killed? Was he martyred? Does he go out to preach some more? What happened to him? Now, we know from history that Paul is released from this imprisonment only to keep on preaching, possibly to go as far as Spain and preaching the gospel, only to be arrested again and eventually to be put to death, we know according to Christian tradition, beheaded for his faith because he just keeps on telling the good news. But the end of Acts does not tell us this. It just ends. He's preaching about Jesus Christ and he's in Rome. It ends this way because the book of Acts is not the story of Paul. The book of Acts is not the story of Peter or any other person. The main characters in the book of Acts are the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the main message in the book of Acts is how the good news reaches the entire world. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shouldn't perish but have eternal life. And so in the book of Acts, Jesus challenges the church to go out from Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, to the remotest part of the earth so that all would hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Yesterday, I talked about the fact that we can, should, become a part of the story of the book of Acts. And some of you yesterday became a part of that story by trusting in Christ, beginning to follow him. All of us today can become part, can continue to be a part of that story by following Jesus and going out to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the remotest part of the earth. Where is God sending you? Where's your Jerusalem? Jerusalem is your neighborhood. Who do you need to go to that's right next door, that's at your school, that's in the next cubicle in your office? How can you share the good news with them? First, maybe by serving them and then by sharing with them. What's your Jerusalem? Or where's your Judea? Judea was right next door. It's like the county next door to us. It's just right there. Who do you need to share with that's right next door to you? Maybe the city next door. Who do you need to go to and tell the good news to? Are you stuck in your little community? How can you get outside of that community and go to the next city, the next county, and tell the good news of Christ? What church could you help? What person could you encourage? Start by getting connected with people, even online. Encourage other believers in other places. What's your Judea? What's your Samaria? Who do you need to go to to become part of this book of Acts? Samaria was right next door, but it was a different people group. It was people who were rejected by many of the Jews. They had a long history of being rejected. Who is it that you've maybe had a prejudice against or maybe ignored? Someone who speaks a different language, someone who looks different than you, and they're right next door. They're right in your own community. How could you, how could your church share the good news with them? And then the remotest part of the earth. Remember, every Christian is challenged to go to the remotest part of the earth. 
So how can you be doing that? You say, I can't travel. And there are so many ways without traveling that you can give, that you can support, that you can encourage those who are in other places. Who could you be writing? Who could you be encouraging that someplace else? Who could you be praying for? Who do you need to travel to see? What's God challenging in your life? The book of Acts is not the story of Paul. It's not the story of Peter. It's a story of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit sharing the good news out into the world. But in the end, it's a story of your life. How are you going to come to know Christ? And then how, because you know him, are you going to share that good news with somebody else? In many ways, the book of Acts is never going to be finished because it's the acts, it's the acts of the Holy Spirit through the lives of believers. What does Jesus want to do through your life today? Let's pray together. Jesus, show me. Show us. What do you want to do through our lives today to get the good news out to our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, our remotest part of the earth? Who do we need to call? Who do we need to write? Who do we need to encourage? What door do we need to knock on? What city do we need to go to? What country do we need to go to? Lord, plant a seed in our hearts and let it just keep on growing. And give us faith that even as you used Peter and Paul and these early apostles, you want to use us. It may not be obvious to us at first, but you are still at work today in amazing and miraculous ways. So Lord, instead of just reading the book of Acts, help us to live the book of Acts, to be the book of Acts. Let this book take a hold of my life, of our lives, and let us live it out the rest of our lives. We ask this in your name we pray. Amen. I'm glad that you joined us for this study. I hope you'll go to drivetimedevotions.com and do one of our other Bible studies or just keep on with this downloading of the podcast and be with us next week as we continue together in Drive Time Devotions. (music) 